Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Own Your Awkward podcast. I'm your host, Andy Vargo, and today we have an amazing person, my good friend, Barunji Barunji. Barunji, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How about yourself? I am doing awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so glad to have you on. Absolutely. I'm thrilled. I'm uh, looking forward to the podcast. Yep. All right. Well, everybody, in just a couple minutes, we're going to ask Barunji what awkward thing he's had to deal with in life to get to where he is today. Uh, but before we do that, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and, and what you do and where they can find you? <laughs> uh, I do I do a lot of things, uh, I think. Uh, so mm-hmm. my name is Barunji, and uh, I, I've been living in the States for about uh, – just 10 years, I think, um, uh, as of today. And uh, I, I have a regular job, so I have a nine-to-five. Um, I work in a very ambiguous space, but I, if I'm to summarize it in a few words, uh, I do Amazon advertising. So that's my uh, daytime job. And then I have an evening job, which is uh, I'm a soccer coach. Uh, I work with kids, uh, mostly ages from about 7 to up to uh, 15. And then uh, at night, I do stand-up comedy. So I I go to open mics, I do shows, um, and things like that. So those are the different hats that I wear. Uh, On a personal level, I am married, um, coming on to five years now. Uh, my wife and I live together. We we just moved to uh, Columbia City, so that's where you can find me if you're looking for me. <laughs> and, All right. Uh, yeah, so that's that's a not uh, a not sure about my my life so far. Yeah, you've got a lot going on, a lot of different uh, varied <laughs> interests, which is, is fun. And and that's how yeah. we met was through stand up comedy. And I have to tell you, you're you're a very funny guy. I love your story. It's very genuine and, and interesting so uh, thank you all right so yeah. so are you, are you coaching soccer today or you got a day off i have today off but uh tomorrow i have a game at uh 5 p.m uh, up in uh magnuson yeah right. thankfully it's, it's yeah it's indoors so that helps a little bit uh winter is usually okay. rough because uh, <laughs> cold out <laughs> seattle is not a, an ideal environment for that kind of job Oh, exactly. And and soccer's not a sport where they cancel just because of rain. No, no. You have to play. The only thing that can stop it is, like, trees falling, heavy winds, and the earth, um, the earth splitting into pieces. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so you're not going to get much of a chance to, 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 to skip out. No. That is awesome. All right. Yeah, well, hey, and, Eric, go ahead. We're going to add something. No, no, you go ahead. You, okay. You well, just in, in in keeping with the theme of the podcast, I like to ever ask everybody how they own their awkward and and how they've dealt with things in life that have gotten them to where they are today. So uh, mm-hmm. what's something that you want to share with the audience that you've had to work through or get past in order to get to where you are at now and, and be the awesome person you are? Uh, well, if I'm being honest with you, uh, my life has been great. I haven't had to change anything. Um, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> I was like, wow, how do I get that? <laughs> I'm on the wrong track. <laughs> You're like, oh, my life is great. Grew up in a proper family, proper neighborhood. Everything was amazing. No, um, uh, no, I have, um, I have uh, come through uh, different journeys, and uh, I think I'm still growing. And I don't know. There's different points of myself. I think I, I'll I'll speak from it. Um, I'll speak about it from the stand-up perspective, like doing mm-hmm. stand-up. Uh, this is this is my fourth year doing it, and how I got started was uh, I went to a, I went to a, a fundraiser. I have a friend. He's uh he he's in a wheelchair and we went to college together, and he had a he had a dog he had a guide dog that uh, throughout college this dog would drive him around and show him you know where to go traffic lights and all that good stuff, and so the dog was retiring, and so they had a dog retirement party, and uh, it was with the dog association and there were so many dogs and a lot of old people and things like that, and mm-hmm. they had a comedian they had a comedian there. Uh, who's actually in the, in the local circuit right now. He's still performing. And so I went to support the event. I didn't go for comedy. I just went to support my friend. And then I saw this comedian perform for 60-year-old people and dogs. And he struggled, if I'm being honest. Um, but at the show, there was a second comedian who was also the host. And he was a guy from South Africa. So he had just flew in for this fundraiser. And I thought to myself, okay. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I looked at that and I was like, I can do this. It's like this dude just like this dude is from here. He's struggling. This dude is not from here. He's struggling. He but he flew in for this event and he's putting his best foot forward. Yes, it didn't work out the way they wanted it to, but the, the situation is kind of awkward. Just dogs and old people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. after that, I. I was like, you know, I got to do it. So I hit up the next open mic the, the very next day. I went, I went to Jai Thai, I think it was. Um, and oh, you don't waste I any time. Back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't look back since then. But as far as owning my awkward is like I had all these different stories from my life or things that actually happened. They're not even stories. Sometimes when you say story, it sounds like something that was – kind of made up or pieced together. Uh, but these are things that actually happen. And I always thought to myself, I'm like, wow, this this would be something nice to share with people. But the other part of me is like, hell no, you don't want people to find out about these things that <laughs> right. happened to you. Yeah, so uh, of course, in the process of uh, making these life stories into comedy, uh, it starts up awkward. You know, you go in front of audiences and you say something and they look at you, they're like, wow, this guy, he had a terrible <laughs> childhood. <laughs> His parents should be arrested or something like that. But I think over time I've figured a way to make it, uh, to, to, to make it understandable and humorous and kind of give people an insight, like travel to a different part of the world without moving, like straight from your seat. Like, I tell you stories about where I grew up, and hopefully you appreciate it. Hopefully you laugh about it, and you don't judge me for it. Um, you just uh, accept it for what it is. Right. Yeah. And so so for the people that don't know your story, where did you grow up? <laughs> uh, I grew up in Uganda. 
that's uh, um, East Africa. Uh, so I, I went to school. I was born and bred there. So uh, I did my high school there. All my parents, all my brothers, sisters, they still live there. And uh, I went to boarding school, which is not the same as American boarding school. <laughs> usually when I tell okay. people, oh, I went to board. Yeah, usually when I tell people I went to boarding <laughs> school, they're like, yeah, like like Bill Gates. I'm like, no, no, uh-huh. not that kind of boarding. <laughs> how it works back home, how it works here, as far as I know, is if your parents can afford some, you know, have a little bit of money to spare and they're kind of busy or something like that, they might take you to like a boarding school, you know, somewhere where, you know, you have like full facilities, you have computers to play with, and maybe eventually you come up with Microsoft Word. My boarding school was the exact opposite. Uh, in Uganda or in most African countries, boarding school is for poor people, mostly. So those mm. are parents that are too busy, they work too hard, they don't have time to babysit, they don't have time to drive you to school, they don't have time to cook for you every day, they don't have time to just attend to you while doing paying bills as well. So what they do is there are institutions that they can pay a flat fee and the, that institution can keep you for like three months. So the oh, closest wow. thing I can compare, yeah, the closest thing I can compare it to here, I think, from what I, from the, what I've seen in the movies or what I've talked to people, is foster care. It's kind of like that. Sure. Yeah, that's kind of what I was picturing yeah. when you were describing it. Was that you know having someone else take care of your kids because you're not able to fully do it at the time, whether it's yeah because you have to work, you know. Yeah, so that's what I grew up. Uh, that's the but I I I joined that institution when I was uh, about five years old, and okay, I I got out when I was like thirteen. So wow. it was, so yeah, you you do get. So how did that affect? For, okay. How did that? Yeah, you get to go back home for a few weeks uh, in between. But mostly, of, mm-hmm. most of my time w- was spent in a confined environment. Uh, no access to TV, no access to phones, no access to newspapers, no access to uh, anything outside the world. Uh, occasionally, you know, people would smuggle things in, but it's like it's a closed system. Uh, but of course, on the brighter side, you concentrate because you know it's like I'm here for school. There's no TV to watch. There's right. no movies. There's no Wi-Fi. Nothing. So it was good for academics, but it was not good for life. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so you yeah. did focus primarily on general learning then when you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. I did. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my background um, as far as uh, how I grew up. Um, like, but, but like I said, we would get to go back home every once in a while, and so my life stories come from in between those two places, uh, boarding school and then my life at home. Mm-hmm. So what was the biggest yeah. lesson you think you learned from that time going to boarding school and being away from your family? Um, the biggest thing I learned from that was uh, I learned – I learned how to be a parent to myself. You know, okay. Cause, wow. 
Yeah, I mean, because when you're when you're like in in uh, at home, or like if, if you're just in a city where your parents live and they they're in contact with you uh, on a day to day basis, they tell you what to do. At least they try to. You know, they're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, it's eight a.m. Get up for school. Hey, get in the car." Then they drive you to the to the school. And then they pick you up, and then they make you dinner. And then they wash your do your laundry. They press your clothes. They do all these things for you. If you're watching too much TV, they're like, hey, stop watching TV. Go do your homework. Uh, you know, and then when you do your homework, they're like, hey, it's time for bed. You go to bed. I did not have someone telling me those things. Uh, I mean, we did have authorities, but that's a different thing. So I think I became, sure. more, uh, I became more independent. Mm-hmm. And at the time, yeah, at the time I hated some parts of it because you 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 you're solo. You you're doing things by yourself. But um, when I moved here to the U.S. And like so in 2000, I think it was 2008 is when uh, I got an opportunity to come here for school, and I was the first one in my family to come to America, and I was also the first one. Uh, basically, I was by myself. I moved here. I was I think I was 18 by myself, no parent, no uncle, no auntie, nothing, no cousin, just me wow. coming here for college. Yeah. And I think I probably had like, I, 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 I had some uh, people that are uh, like the, the people that paid for me to come here. Other than that, it was just me. So I had to be my own parent. So to tell me when to do things. And I'm actually grateful for the boarding school for having taught me that. Yeah, I, I imagine that, that that time of learning to be independent when you were young is mm-hmm. what actually enabled you to be successful once you were here on your own. I know. I mean, uh, I've seen horror stories uh, from from my own family, but also from other families. And, and you can see them on the streets. I've seen horror stories of people moving to other countries and just going off the rails because there's nobody mm-hmm. to watch you. You know, there's nobody to tell you anything. So you can do drugs, you can drink alcohol or every day, any day. You can whore around. You can do whatever you want. And it's America. Things are readily available, whatever you're into. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I kind of, uh, not not to pat myself on the back, but I'm doing that. It's like I I, I credit myself for being able to, Moved to a strange country by myself and uh, find a path. So, like, I got my four-year degree, nailed it down, got a job, got married, uh, started stand-up, I coached soccer on the side, just, like, trying to figure things out without anybody showing you where the direction is. No, that is amazing. And I I think that your sense, your, your appreciation for, all of the things that you can do probably is even greater when you've been in a place where there's not as many options. That is true. That is true. Um, I'm, I'm forever grateful. Like, I don't think I'll be a soccer coach in Uganda. There's no way. Uh, even stand up, stand up is a very new thing right now. And even if it was there, I wouldn't be getting paid for it. I wouldn't be traveling for it the way I am doing it right now. So mm-hmm. you're right. It's like uh, there's a lot of uh, moving here 
opened a lot of doors for me. So uh, at a personal level, yeah. not just uh, yeah. Well, and you mentioned that when you were when you started doing stand up, you would you're sharing your story and you're finding a way to open up to people about you know pretty personal things about yourself with your journey and where you've come from. Was, when yeah. you started doing stand up, were you were you were you opening up like that, or did you just start telling you know kind of street jokes? Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, ah, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, so my experience has been every time I stray away from something personal, I I'm not mm-hmm. funny. It doesn't it doesn't work. So yes, I did start <laughs> off telling. Well, uh, yeah. Say that. Well, well that, that's kind of why I was asking because I've I found that the more meaningful and the closer you get to your own story, the funnier it is, the more endearing it is to the audience. That is true. That is true. I did have um, that awkward. The first year for a comedian, I think, is the toughest one. The first two, depending on how you grow, the first like probably mm-hmm. if 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 you're unlucky, it could be even the first five years. In the first five years, uh, you're trying to imitate, which is not a pro- is is not a bad thing, but it's not you. Like uh, right. I, I've seen this, I've seen this in L.A. When I go to L.A., uh, I see like uh, not to pick on anyone, but I'm doing it. Like the young <laughs> white comics, I'm, I swear, mm-hmm. the young white comics, all of them are trying to be Bill Burr. Oh, like, gotcha. You can yeah. tell. Yeah, like you look at them, their mannerisms, their delivery, they're all trying to be angry, they're loud, they, they, but they're, even the, the, the hands, everything, they're copying him to the T, and it mm-hmm. doesn't work. So I, I've been there where at the beginning, like I, I had ideas about people that, you know, I kind of like their comedic styles, you know, like in my case, you know, the, the, the likes of, the, um, let's say, I like uh, I like Trevor Noah, I like Dave Chappelle, I like the old one, Eddie Murphy, uh, Richard Pryor, people that kind of mm-hmm. match my profile. You know, it's the, the, the people that grew up in tough environments. They 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 they're black like me, or they're African like me. They're males, so I had people that I I, I see their comedy and I'm like, wow, that is what I want to do, and I did mm-hmm. have those cases where I went on stage. And I tried to deliver something, and it just turned out that I was just doing a, a Richard Pryor, or I was just doing an Eddie Murphy, or I was just like I was. Just, I was oh, not right. Me. Yeah. So the life story is the same, but the way I'm delivering it is not me. So mm-hmm. once. Do yeah. you remember the first time that you got really real with sharing part of your story? I did. Yeah, I did. Um, uh, well, my first official showcase, I was on a, a comedy showcase. So that's where I got to do seven to ten minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. I had never done that. that before that, I, I just did the open mics, you know, did three minutes, and that was it. And then I had my first, like, uh, time that I did uh, extended time, beyond five minutes. And I, it was recorded, thankfully. And I, it, you know, out of impulse, I, I posted it on Facebook. And next thing I knew, it got like, it, it got like uh, within the space of a few days, uh, it got like 5,000 views. 
And this was before. Oh, wow. It's really good. And this was before. Yeah, this was before videos are going. These days, a video goes up and it's a million views in one day. This was before that time. Yeah, this mm-hmm. was. Uh, okay. But, yeah, I li- yeah. I mean, it wasn't long ago, but I remember videos would take a while to pick up traction, especially if you're not known. So mm-hmm. I, I got five. I got like five thousand or so. But it wasn't just the five thousand. It's I got messages from uh, people that I knew and also people that I didn't know from across the world. Uh, like I have a friend oh, wow. that I went to. Yeah, like I have a friend that I went to boarding school with, and I hadn't talked to him for like ten years. Like I didn't even know where he was. He didn't know where I was, and I found an inbox message. Like he and he was like, "Yo, I saw your video." I'm here in Germany. He was he was in Germany. He's like he appeared on the uh, like the the Ugandans in Germany board. Like they have like some oh I wow don't know, some, <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "Yo, that was really good." I was like, "Wow!" And then I had a few awesome. friends from yeah, friends from Scotland, Iceland, and people from Uganda itself, uh, Kenyan friends. Uh, just like people from all over the place were like, yo, that was really impressive. And I was like, in my mind, like I, that night didn't feel like that. I mean, I felt like I did well, but I didn't feel like, oh, this is going to blow up. This, this is going to like have people messaging me from across the world. So that was, that was right. Nice. Yeah. That, that, and once I, once that happened, um, that kind of got me thinking I should keep doing stand up. <laughs> Mhm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, what are your goals going forward? <laughs> where, yeah, where do you want to take life? Or... <laughs> well, just in general, where do you want to go? Do you want Do you want your focus to be comedy or soccer or family or what do you want to do? Um, I have um, I have a so so I uh, from one of the research I've done and from seeing other people's lives and even my own. I think the best things that you do when you're lost, when you do not know what you want to do in life, one of the best places to look is your childhood. Like, what were you good at when you were younger? Before anybody told you to go to high school, go to college, go to, you know, any school or anything. It's like, what were you good at? So I asked yeah, myself that's that question. Yeah, I asked myself that question and some of the things that came up for me were, uh, so I used to do uh, like some form of speaking when I was in high school. Like I would get up in front mm-hmm. of students and I would, I would speak. And I wouldn't speak like about like school matters, like what was happening in the school. I would speak about what I wanted to speak about. And half the time, okay. if not most of the time, the students were with me. Like I would talk about life. And they enjoyed it, despite the fact that, you know, it was not something that was programmed on the schedule. I'll just go up and I'll be like, hey, guys, what's up? And then I'll just go on for five minutes and it was laughter, it was clapping, it was the whole thing. So that's why I do stand-up. So the other thing I've seen in my life is I used to write a lot when I was younger, Uh, both outside of in class and outside of class. So. Uh, I just signed up just a few months, uh, weeks ago, I signed up for a, a writing class. Uh, so anyway, to answer your question, I'll be doing a lot more of those two things, writing and then being on stage, 
in any capacity that's that awesome. comes my way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great. Yep. So I'll be hopefully I'm I'm trying to explore the whole dimension of uh, comedy or theater, if if I'm to use that word. I'm not doing theater, just to throw it out there. But as far as like writing, uh, creating, like whether it's the documentary, a screenplay, uh, a movie short, uh, or a one man show, or just regular stand up, I'm doing that whole thing. That is awesome. It's well, you have such a very inspiring story, and to bring it to the stage with laughter, I think adds an an extra dynamic that really hits people's heartstrings and makes them remember it even more. I hope so. I hope so. It's a, it's it's excruciating sometimes, but when it when it works out, it's it's a relief, and uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, that that's true. It is. It's not an easy road, that's for sure. I mean, each performance is unique, no matter whether you're doing the same set or you know things you yeah. plan to say the same thing, and it goes different every time. Mhm. Yep, I agree. All right. Well, hey, we've got just a couple minutes left. Are there any words of wisdom you want to leave with everybody, or any any special lesson you want to make sure they remember? <laughs> Uh, words of wisdom. <laughs> I don't think I'm wise enough to be passing around words of wisdom. Um, no, I'll just say it's like uh, I I personally believe that human beings are not specialists. They excel when they're specialized, but they're not. We're not specialists. You can do anything you put your mind to. Uh, Again, that sounds very cliche and all that, but it's like I've never taught myself to be like a soccer coach. I've never taught myself to be a stand-up comedian. I still don't. I have very many moments of doubt. Uh, There's a lot of things that I I haven't written for 10 years, but I'm going back to it, and I think I'll do well at it. So basically, I think as long as you're within the limits of your life story and your life history, you can do whatever you put your mind to. Yeah, I think I think that's beautiful. I think that is uh I think that's very very spot on, especially with uh your journey and everything that you've learned. And and I think mm-hmm. that I think you can share your wisdom. I I think we don't want to get cocky and think we are the wise guy, but to share our stories is very helpful mm-hmm. for people. So I think I think you've got a lot to bring to the world and I'm glad you're doing it. I hope so, man. I hope I keep doing it. <laughs> we'll see where where things go, but uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah I, I well, I every time I've seen you, I've really enjoyed uh, your story and your the way you tell it. It's 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 amazing. It's it's both inspiring and funny, and I look forward to seeing you again real soon. So, uh, sure appreciate thing, your time today, yeah. Barunji. Yeah. Ah, no problem. Yeah, man. anytime. All right. Thank you. And uh, be sure to check back everybody for episode every week and share this with your friends. If you found anything inspiring in it so they can follow up and find Burundi's journey and lessons inspiring and hopefully lead them towards some independence of their own. So thank you. Thanks for having me, Andy. All right. right, Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Mm -hmm.